Welcome to All Things Cardio-Oncology. This is the official podcast of the International Cardio-Oncology Society. My name is Steve Caselli. I'm the executive director, and it's great to have with us today the president of the International Cardio-Oncology Society, Dr. Daniel Lenahan. He is also the director of the Cardio-Oncology Center of Excellence at Washington University in St. Louis. One of the exciting developments for the cardio-oncology community is the creation of a certification exam. And Dr. Lenahan has really been leading the efforts to create this exam, so we wanted to hear uh, more about that from him today. So welcome, Dan. Thank you, Steve. I really appreciate it. And uh, I definitely appreciate all your efforts in terms of helping us to organize the International Cardio-Oncology Society. And I think that this test is a is a great reflection of the overall improved organization that we have so thank you very much for that oh yeah well it's a great effort and i'm it's a real privilege for me to be a part of it maybe you can start just by telling us sort of why and how this exam came about what your thinking was behind it yeah so uh, several, many of us, probably collectively, 15 or 20 of the the, the leaders in the cardio oncology field, had been discussing, you know, how do we demonstrate our, uh, you know, evidence of our knowledge, number one, but also how do we make sure that, you know, various practitioners out there have you know, a good basic fund of knowledge that is relevant to cardio-oncology. And so as we were discussing that, it, it became obvious that the only way to to really, you know, demonstrate that knowledge would be to either have a fellowship, if they could participate in that, or also to to have a good understanding of you know, a curriculum, an active curriculum for, for cardio-oncology, and then lastly, to be involved in the development of research that, that, we, that we all learn from each other. But a, a tangible way to demonstrate that you know a certain amount of knowledge is to take a test, basically. So we decided that it would be important for us to, to develop a test so that people could validate their their fund of knowledge and so that's in essence how it came about and uh, collectively there were 15 to 20 cardio-oncology experts around the world that participated in uh, you know up to weekly webinars and teleconferences to develop questions over the past year and so that's how it that's how it came about that's, that's excellent. Yeah, and that's basically who created this exam are people that should be knowledgeable in the field. And, yeah. you know, they were trying to make sure that the test was reflective of ongoing knowledge in the field, but also was fair and represented, you know, uh, continuing education that different practitioners may, may have undertaken to, to be knowledgeable in the field. Yeah, I think one of the amazing things about the International Cardio-Oncology Society is that it's international, and so you've got experts working literally globally in cardio-oncology and then coming together for things like this exam. So 
I think that really enhances the value of something like this. Yeah, we certainly had uh, international representation on the the exam development, and you know we we obviously will continue that in the future for sure. That's that's a a major priority for us. And why to help us understand why you see this as being important, really, for the advance and growth of the field in general. Well, I think that. If we take some other examples in clinical practice that, you know, it, not that we want to do anything exactly like other other groups have done, but certainly you can learn from other groups. And I think that's what we were trying to do. But if we look at it, some examples of practice areas, some are larger than others, but but certainly let's take some examples. So advanced heart failure and transplantation is ABIM or American Board of Internal Medicine certified at this point and the programs are accredited. But you know, when I did my fellowship training back in the early 1990s, there was no advanced heart failure fellowship. And it took over 20 years to really develop the structure for that fellowship and then in 2012 was the first time that any program could become accredited. And that was also the first time that uh, there was uh, an ABIM type test for advanced heart failure. So this is a large group of cardiology practitioners who are focused on advanced heart failure and transplantation. And so that represents kind of the biggest group out there. Uh, you know, that recently developed a uh, board type test and also accreditation for their fellowship. Let's take some other examples of smaller entities where they, they developed a test to make sure that you understood that knowledge and then you could use that in your practice. Other examples include uh, advanced echocardiogram echocardiographic imaging. They have a board test. There's no fellowship. Uh, vascular interpretation uh, does, not have a fellow, does not have a fellowship, uh, but does have a certification exam. And then cardiac MRI has a board review course and a board test. Uh, they do not have any kind of fellowship that's dedicated at this point, but now there is some development to try to incorporate imaging into one one focused fellowship, but still that's a work in progress. So just looking at other examples, you would say there are, there are a lot of different ways that people, you know, interested groups go about having a, a, a basic test. And for cardio-oncology, we felt that it was critical that it be international in scope and that there is a certain amount of knowledge that we expect, you know, our colleagues to know. And it's not all just in cardiology. It's certainly in the oncology space. So it is a broad set of topics. That's uh, a good lead into one of the questions that I've been asked on more than one occasion is, and that's, um, you know, who should take this exam? Is it limited to, some people think it's limited to cardiology or limited to oncology, but I hear you saying 
Um, it's much broader than that. It's truly a cardio-oncology exam. So who else should consider taking this exam? Yes, I mean, this is a great question. And, you know, I think we had sort of briefly talked, you know, is this ABIM or American Board of Internal Medicine approved? And the answer to that is no. Uh, but I would also say advanced heart failure wasn't ABIM approved for over 20 years. So I think right. that, you know, I don't know if we're ever going to, uh, you know, get that kind of level of approval, et cetera, that, that would come with being ABIM certified. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but if it does happen, it's going to take a long time. So right. this, this particular test is not ABIM approved. This is ICOS or International Cardio-Oncology Society approved. And then is there a precedent? Uh, yes. The, I gave you examples of other yeah. areas, and I think that the you know, there are a, a number of precedents that we can bring up, uh, but we chose to to proceed on an, with an international-based test that has a broad representation of cardiology and oncology and other disciplines. Mm -hmm. And so then the, uh, the question, who should take this exam? Well, we would say anybody who has an interest in cardio-oncology in their practice. Mm -hmm. So that could include, of course, cardiologists. It could include oncologists that have an interest in understanding about cardiovascular toxicity. It could be nurses, uh, PharmDs, uh, uh, other advanced practice nurses, uh, nurse practitioners, uh, physicians assistants, mm -hmm. uh, you know, exercise physiologists, whoever whoever has an interest in cardio oncology understanding and their patients uh, are in essence patients that have cardio-oncology problems that is who could be interested in taking this exam and what it does is really um, you know solidifies you know their learning so in yeah. the sense that if they understand these complex topics and they are able to pass this certification exam then they have a certain level of expertise that, that should be recognized. That's excellent. And then uh, just very practically, when when will the exam first be offered? Uh, our first official exam will be offered at, during the time of the ACC meeting in March of this year. Uh, we will probably have a second offering of the test in and around the Global Cardio-Oncology Summit in Toronto in October, beginning of October. Mm -hmm. So the, at this point in time, we'll probably have two administrations of the tests, one this March at ACC, and the second would be around the Global Cardio-Oncology Summit in Toronto. And I believe that's March 28th would be the actual day of the exam. Is that right? Let me see. Yeah, it was going to be on a so. Saturday. Yep, Saturday, March 28, 2020. And we'll, so for those who aren't able to attend that conference, could they do it at the same time online? Yes. Yeah, so we have the, the test is administered online. For those people who attend ACC, we will 
and and do want to take the test, we can have a paper version printed and they can take it, you know, in a testing area or an online test. The the what we will give is people we will give people 24 hours to complete the test and you know they can do it on their own time uh, and and that way you know as long as they have adequate uh, website or you know website access then they should be able to take the test without difficulty that's great and um, just a reminder to anybody who's listening you can go to the icos website ic-os.org and under the the resources section or the uh, research and education section there's a link to the board uh, application for the exam and then a number of people have also asked obviously about preparation and review for the exam what what's the What's the course there that you're considering for preparation review? Well, we've been trying to establish how to do this best. We do think that a board review course would be ideal. Uh, I also think that we're pondering or, or contemplating whether to have a board review course for you know a day or maybe a day and a half, and then follow that up with an administration of the test at the end of that review. Uh, that is that is one proposal. We're still in the planning phase for that. And I do think that as part of, you know, the planning phase for a board review and test administration, that we will develop review materials. So we already, we already have that in development, but right now it's not currently uh, published or, or, or available, but we hope to have some important update on that in the very near future. That's great. And I know there's a, there is a reading list and we're working on a list of topics that we can get out to anyone who's, who's interested in taking. Yeah, we'll, we'll certainly, hopefully within the next week, we should be able to post all those things uh, on the ICOS website. Great. Is there anything else you'd want anyone to know as they consider taking this exam? Yeah, just that we really want people to take the exam because we want them to, number one, understand, you know, what the scope of the field is at this point. And I think by taking the exam, you'll understand that because pretty much all of the field that we that we're encountering is will be reflected in the in the test. So by taking the test, you're really you know, depending on what your practice location has been and what your exposures are, you may not have seen sort of the whole breadth of everything that that we we are hoping to to include in in general training. So I think taking the test uh, is going to be educational for sure. And then the other piece is is that by taking the test, we will learn you know, what people know. And I yeah. think that will help focus our educational efforts. So if there are some area of what we think cardio-oncology knowledge should be, and we ask those questions and nobody really seems to, to understand those questions, then, you know, several things could be taken from that. Either, you know, we haven't educated people well enough about those topics or, Maybe uh, maybe we're not seeing what's actually happening out there. So this 
This test, although this is the first one, it, it is absolutely a work in progress. And, yeah. you know, we're going to learn a lot from the people that take the tests. We'll learn what we need to what we need to know better. So I think that uh, really by taking the test, I feel like you're contributing to the field. And I think that that is, of anyone who's considering taking the test, I would say, please don't forget that fact. We really are learning from each other. And by taking the test, you are helping us, uh, you know, really not only educate ourselves and perhaps the individual taking the test, but it also tells us what the field needs to know. That's a great point. I think that's, uh, again, one of the great things about this field growing and developing is it is a, a work in progress and we're truly learning from each other in the community. So that's a, an excellent reminder. And just uh, a reminder again, you can go to ic-os.org and look at the research and education tab and there's a link for the board certification application. Dan, thanks so much for your time today and we'll definitely look forward to talking further as this, uh, as the exam develops and, and getting a report on how it goes. Perfect, thank you so much, appreciate it. And for any uh, listeners out there, we. We want, to, we want to be engaged with you and, and we want to continue to learn from each other. Excellent, thank you so Thanks. much. Thank you.